Are you in the real estate business and find yourself bogged down with tasks that keep you from focusing on what truly matters like closing deals and growing your business? Well, we have the perfect solution for you. Meet REI World Solutions Virtual Assistants. These are not just any virtual assistants. They are professionally trained, monitored, and managed to get the job done, allowing you to accelerate your business to new heights. Imagine having a dedicated assistant taking care of the things you either don't want to or don't have the time to do. Sounds like a dream, right? Here's what they can do for you. One, call or text prospects. Yes, they will do the prospecting for you, be it cold calling or texting, saving you a ton of time. Two, gauge prospects for interest. They will contact and vet your entire list, identifying the prospects most likely to convert into customers. Three, provide detailed lead information for follow-up. Once they pinpoint likely customers, you get notified in real time, allowing you to follow up immediately and close more deals. That's not all. These virtual assistants are real estate specialists with experience spanning real estate investors, property management companies, brokers, agents, and service providers. They are driven by core values of integrity, preparedness, stellar customer service, and a dedication to growth and learning daily. So why wait? Let the REI, World Solutions Virtual Assistants, be the backbone of your business, helping you scale and grow with meticulous attention to detail. Remember, with REI, World Solutions Virtual Assistants, you're not just hiring help. You're building a culture rooted in mission and goal setting, a culture that stands tall on professionalism and a strong focus on customer service. REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance, your partner in achieving your business needs and goals. To get started with REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance today, visit moneyisfunnyshow.com forward slash VA. That's moneyisfunnyshow.com forward slash VA. It's time to take the leap towards a more prosperous business. REI World Solutions Virtual Assistance. Are you a real estate investor looking for that perfect financial partner to fill your property ventures? Or perhaps you're a lender eager to dive into a lucrative investment opportunity? Well, I have some exciting news for you. Introducing the United States Real Estate Investor Lending Program, the dynamic platform that bridges the gap between real estate investors and a network of private and hard money lenders, creating a win-win for everyone involved. Here's what you can look forward to. For investors, one, capital fuel. Get essential funding you need to make your property ventures a roaring success. Two, financial partnership. Forge vital business relationships and step up your financial freedom game. For lenders, one, Diversified investment portfolio. Lending to real estate investors not only diversifies your investment portfolio, but also potentially increases your overall returns while reducing risk. Two, attractive returns. Enjoy higher interest rates compared to traditional lending options, giving you the potential for significant returns on your investment. Three, access to qualified borrowers. Save time and effort in finding and vetting real estate investors. The platform connects you with a network of dedicated and experienced investors, increasing the likelihood of successful ventures. So, whether you're looking to request a deal funding or offer funding solutions as a lending partner, the United States Real Estate Investor Lending Program is your gateway to the world of opportunity and rewards delivered right to your email inbox. Ready to embark on a more prosperous real estate investing journey? Get started now. Visit moneyisfunnyshow.com slash lending. That is moneyisfunnyshow.com slash lending. Take your first step to a bigger bottom line with United States Real Estate Investor Lending. That is United States Real Estate Investor Lending. Universe. 
Media. Network. 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 Welcome to Money is Funny, where we have a relaxed but important conversation about money and life and how we can make the best decisions with both. I'm Michael Anthony, and my ugliest co-host is Armand Kroon, but I'm fine, baby. I'm fine. <laughs> and today's topic is getting married, co-mingling lifestyles and the funds, which will show you money is funny. Armand, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Excited for this show. Yeah. Excited yeah. for this show. Definitely I'm happy. Yo, so previously, earlier we was listening to music, right? We was listening to hip hop. We was listening to some music. I need, I need to tell you, a good friend of ours, we're both going to the concert tomorrow. We're going to the New York and State of Mind. Me and Alex, we're going to pull up and we'll see Nas, Wu-Tang, and Busta Rhymes. Oh! <laughs> First of all, tell my man, what's up? All right? Yeah. I'll be seeing him in a couple of weeks. Okay. And yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Especially Busta Rhymes. Yeah. And it's funny, it's because, like, you know where we are with our generation, we are with hip-hop, and where we are with being seasoned. Not old yet, but getting seasoned. These tickets are $9. Are you going to it in the 90s? The tickets are $9. So $9 tickets. $9 tickets. And they're like, the concert's tomorrow, and still not sold out. And immediately, I bought, look, I bought my tickets for $40. Three months ago, because immediately once I heard Wu Tang and Nas, I was like, I gotta pull up. And then they just added Buster Rhymes. I was like, of course. Side note, I saw Buster Rhymes last summer for free at a concert. He did a concert outside in St. Louis. So for the tickets to be only nine dollars, like, why are they so cheap? And I was like, Oh yeah, because it's Nas and Wu Tang. <laughs> it's not little baby. <laughs> it's not the <no> baby. <laughs> Look, and the the the, the con on the uh the advertisement on the radio had the nerve to be like one night only. I'm like, if there's multiple nights, no one's really isn't going to go. No, no. Which they do that all the time. They did. Chris Brown was just here. And they said one night only. Of course, Chris Breezy's not going to hang around in St. Louis for a week. <laughs> no, no, well, first of all, nobody wants to hang in St. Louis. Sorry, St. Louis. I'm from there. I can say it. Dang. Second of all, I just saw Nas here in San Diego with an orchestra. And that joint was sold out, and it was not nine dollars a ticket, and it was hot. So I don't know why St. Louis, because I'm pretty sure there's more black people in St. Louis than there is in San Diego. Yeah, I don't know how San Diego is supporting Nas a little bit more than St. Louis, but hey, it's what it is. Weather's different; they can listen to the music a little easier. <laughs> they don't have to worry about you know Ether for real getting them. They don't really have to worry about the takeover, you know. You can really concentrate on listening to music without having to get shot at. You know what I mean? <laughs> San Diego, of course. <laughs> I, I certainly was not worried about being shot at. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego. Uh, what's the most you spent for a concert ticket? Like, who would you see living now? So, like, would you, first would you drop the 500 to see Bruno Mars? So, okay. Okay. So, there's different Armands you're talking to. So, all right. First of all, I, I'm not that big in concerts at all. So we were talking about going to see Usher. My wife wants to go see Usher. Okay. If it was really up to me, damn Usher, I don't really care. Uh, I ain't spending $400 for Usher. So if you asking me who I would yeah. spend money, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. now, 
Armand today, since today's topic, getting married, co-married. Armand today is a little bit more financially secure. And if my wife wants to go see Usher, okay, I'm paying for the experience. Right. So she wants that experience. That's perfectly fine. And cheap Armand doesn't need to come out. <laughs> Because we 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 in a financial secure space. If yeah. we were a financial insecure space, hell no, we ain't going to see no damn. There's nobody, nobody. And I'm a huge Laker fan. I'm not going to see the Lakers. Oh I'm not God. going to see nobody. No, no, nobody's going to get my money. No, look, not look, so. It just look, depends I'm, on where I am and the state of mind I'm at. We can talk about you being cheap all day. Are you the type of person wear a nice outfit and put on the music of the artist you would see and be like dancing your neighbor, dancing your living room? Like it's just as good. Would be in the club. This how the, we the acoustics is better. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> so speaking, of I can up, hear nobody standing in front of me. We actually, our, our guest actually is someone that was willing to spend the money to go see Usher. And I can't wait to hear her experience about it and to have the conversation that we're having about today's topic. Will you please introduce our guest today? All right. I'm super excited for this guest. This is my girl, Toy. She's a Philadelphia blogger, content creator, a podcaster mm. of Conversations mm. with Toy. She started her journey from moving through postpartum depression almost eight years ago. What started out as telling her story as a form of healing while in therapy turned into a business and helping others. And without further ado, let me introduce my girl. Oh, I was like, let me put her in the middle. She deserves oh. to be in the middle. Moni hey. in the middle. Where's hey. she at? I'm right Toy. here. <laughs> Toy, you were yes. just back. You just got back in town from Vegas mm -hmm. with the Usher experience. Can you tell us about a little bit about the show? No spoilers, but no spoilers. Actually, you can give spoilers because Armand's not going. <laughs> His wife gonna make him go. I, I, I already know, so um, I don't even have to worry about that. Uh, it's definitely worth the coin. I heard you talking about you know being a little frugal. We're gonna go frugal. I say cheap, but go ahead. All right, you said cheap, so I'm gonna go cheap with the money, but it is worth the money, it's the experience. So it's a party, like literally when you walk in and to the time you leave. There's a lot of things. If you have kids, please don't take your kids. This is this is not a kid show. I don't know why y'all be taking y'all kids to stuff, but this is not one of those. Movies. I heard there was strippers. Wait, strippers wait, kids there? Someone brought their kids there? Yes. Oh, so, so, Shut up. Somebody brought kids. On, grandma. Now, grandmas can come because grandmas have been through. Now, I've seen a couple grandmas that was giving me a run for my own oh, personal yeah. money. Grandmothers nice and slow. So, you know. No, they was moving it nice and fast. Um... <laughs> But don't bring your kids. I don't know why people brought their kids. This is not uh, a kid's show. I mean, I oh. guess if they're like 18, that's different, but yeah, don't yeah, bring yeah. your kids. Oh, Lord. There's definitely strippers. I can say that. And they do some beautiful things. So that's, uh, that's... women strippers or Magic Mike strippers. Oh, no, no, no. Women strippers. Okay. Sure. No Magic Mike. Should, should be equal Sorry, opportunity. Ladies. Should be equal opportunity. I, you know, right. I don't need to do it, but, you know, toy, you know, you know, my it was toy. fine. It was fine. But no, no Maybe Magic Mike. Usher is all you need to see, right? <laughs> It was beautiful. That's all I can say. It's an experience. It's so a full experience. We're talking about getting married and commingling in funds and Armand, mm. the conversation we're having right now. And mm -hmm. Armand's talking about cheap Armand, full Armand wouldn't want to go to the show, but he's with his wife. And so obviously he's going to spend the coin. And I feel not only you're spending the coin, but you're also improving your quality of life. Can you expand on that? 
So I would say there is a point in marriage where you have your moments when you're still building. So you can't just splurge. You can't just go out and do the Usher tickets because, you know, Usher will set you back. You got to think about it because when you go to Usher, you got to get the tickets, right? If you want good tickets, we were in the good tickets, right? Then you're going to to buy stuff to take home. Oh. Then you're going to want to buy drinks. Oh. Then it's Vegas on top of that. Oh. So it's not it's not a cheap trip. It's not a cheap trip. Yeah. So, I mean, when we when I first got married, we was not on the Usher experience. We were kind of like, we're going to watch Check it when it hit a Netflix, you. when it get a special. We was on the Genuine special. Yeah, <laughs> that little Twitch face, that's what we were watching on Instagram. That's where we were at. We right watching, we watching the Versus experience. That, right <laughs> from your TV with your little cheap bottle of wine. Actually, I never drink cheap wine, but nonetheless, um, that's how it is in marriage. Sometimes you have to go through these little waves i think yeah. where we are now which is the same place armand where he's about to go drop his cash on is that you're gonna have to go because now you've done the done the work and now you're able to have these experiences so 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 we're talking to people who are thinking about getting married and the mm-hmm. conversation that you know what needs to be half of course mm-hmm. i have my own opinion i'm a financial advisor but like when you're coming into this unity i do not believe in the whole 50 50 you know, oh, we'll discuss everything. I believe someone's going to take a leadership role in the finances and somebody's going to listen to. I feel like it's important to have that conversation. Marry someone that you trust that could take that leadership. I'm not saying they're saying, I'm not saying that you don't look over the shoulder every once in a while and check mm-hmm. what they're doing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, if they go, hey, we ain't got the funds to buy the couch or for the Usher experience, or we don't have the funds to do this, that you... Now, if you're the financial leader and, and they always saying we got the funds to do X and the funds to do Y, da, 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 then maybe that person shouldn't be the financial leader. What was it like when you got married to your husband? Did y'all have that conversation? And if you're anything like my wife, you didn't have that conversation. But please, sir, let me know. So, <laughs> it was a journey to figure it out. My husband is an accountant. <laughs> So we let is it was automatically you know made more sense for him to do the financial be the leader in that and not because he was the man just because that was his strong point. If it was reversed, he's always said if you want to take over, then take over. And I was like, do you want us to be like don't don't do that? Um, I think you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. I think sometimes we have these little gender role things. It doesn't matter. It's whoever is financially stronger. And we did sort of have the conversation, but not the way in which we should have. And what I mean by that is. It sounded good to have the conversation and you say, oh, well, just it'll be okay. You know, I just love him and it'll work out. But do you really trust the person you're about to marry? Because when they tell you no and you super pissed, (laughs) can you trust that they're making the decision for the for the overall good? Because it sounds good when you can say, yeah, you know, I know that he's doing or she's doing whatever. But if you truly don't trust your partner, it's going to be a real issue. And if you don't have to understand the money and you're coming to someone who does, it could create a conflict. Um, I definitely had financial understanding, which was great. And I definitely had seen financial advisors and had my money together before we got married. However, he was just a stronger suit. So trusting that he wasn't going to just tell me no for the sake of telling me no, um, or the fact that he was really trying to make sure we were financially sound, which was the bigger goal. That was hard. It's not, I'm just, it was hard. Now, when you uh, talk about like roles and quote unquote gender roles, um, like say, for instance, where the things could be reversed, like the woman is actually making more than the man. 
and but the man could be quote unquote the savior in the comments in the relationship is it better for her to listen to him or how can someone you know or, or vice versa even though you the dude who's making all the money if you also the spender how can the wife is the saver what, what, what would you give as uh i guess um tactics and kind of uh good things to give to the person that's the saver that's not making all the money but can make them better decisions um one have a financial what is your financial goals i don't think we talk enough about financial goals we talk about having houses and we talk about doing certain things but we're not talking about what our financial lifestyle what we want that to look like if i want to be the type of wife that wants to go to target and spend without you know that decline button hitting you got to do some work to get there because you can't just go. I know you're going to say something, Armand, because we talked about Target the last time. What's wrong with Target? You can't go up there and be like, I'm buying all this. <laughs> I'm buying all. Well, no, you do still have to have a budget, but I'm saying like, you know, Target will tell you what to buy when you get there, right? And so if you go over your budget by a couple items, you want to be sure that you're financially secure, right? And so if you, you got to talk about that financial lifestyle. Because some people want this lifestyle without having a conversation. So they know that they want to have a house. They know that they want to have cars. Those are the bigger items. But they don't know how their financial lives going to look from day to day. Um, I know when me and Armand, we were on another podcast, we were talking about, you know, having these different accounts. And I think one of the things, if one partner is making more money than the other, we have to just be clear and have good communication and everybody thinks that they communicate well until you bump your head on something let's say for instance i make more money than my husband but he's a saver he should be able to come to me and we should be able to sit down and make a plan that makes sense we lean on his plan we do whatever it is that we need to do even though i may be making the money so you have to have two mature people being able to have that good conversation now so, do you have these count with these accounts do your spouse know about all your extra accounts mm-hmm yeah, I don't have any like I'm, have I'm leaving him money. I don't have any side. Um, You're not the money. Go, hey, no. hey, you ain't got no. Hey, this is between us. I know this no. is between us, and I'm telling you, I don't. My so husband's been very clear. He wants to be... up. Does he have access to all these accounts? Is what he's really trying to get at. I think hmm. that's really what he's getting at. Because yeah. my wife knows I have separate accounts. Does she get in them? No. Is her name on them? No. But we do have a joint account that we have together. I have mm -hmm. my own savings and checkings. I have another four hundred one. She has her own savings and she has she has her own money. And I think same thing for Armand. Whereas in some people would be like, oh well, Jay Z and Beyonce like she has more money than Jay Z. But does he have access to the Pepsi money that she has? Probably not. But if they have to have to do something for Blue Ivy, I'm sure they can make it. Something I don't even think they. I don't even think they worried about it. I don't That's even. Yeah, I don't even know if they. I just think they just be swiping whoever just happens to be at wherever they gotta yeah. get. Yeah. Totally. Um. I. I mean, I have my own accounts. Yes, he has his own accounts. We do have where we take care of the bills and things like that. But I have him on my accounts because if something happens to me, I want him to be able to go Absolutely. and access that. You know, I learned from the death of my mother-in-law that. You have to have somebody's name on these things because then you got to go through the courts, paperwork, Amen. drama. And I just find that I want to, if something should happen to me, for my kids to be good. And not that they won't be good without him, but, you know, with him. But I just want him to have access. So, yes, I have, it's in my name, but he has access um, to it if he needs to. And um, that just works for us. So, so just a little side note, though, you know, for those of you that have your separate accounts, it's very important for you to have a transfer upon death. Mm -hmm. on your checking accounts and savings account to your spouse or have it transferred to a trust 
so that they can get to the funds. Because if their name is not on the account and they pass away, probate is about nine months. I just want to throw that in there. If you're listening to this, it's very important. But I do have a question, you know, uh, you know, when you especially when you're talking about uh, a woman making more money than a man. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Mike about this is and I'm not faulting women for this because women have to go a lot, especially black women have to go through a lot to get to where they are. So I can understand the attitude of I'm here. Don't tell me what to do. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I be honest with you, I have the same attitude. I feel the same way. Like, you know, are you not entertained? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're questioning me. Like right. me of all people? Yeah, wait, 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 wait. How much do I make again? I've made right. some good decisions here. If I want the Birkin bag, I'm getting the Birkin bag. Whoa, so well, we need to make sure we have Birkin bag money. <laughs> so we have Birkin bag money and still be financially secure, though, though. That's Amen. the question. Amen. So, well, some you know, depend, you know, for some people they're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of outflow. So in their heads, they're like, I make a lot of money. Da, 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 da. As a spouse who's not making that uh, more money and you're dealing with that ego, any advice for anyone to like basically try to, I, I know it's probably going to be an ongoing conversation, but mm-hmm. how do you approach that? Especially when a woman who deservedly so is filling her oats. I mean, yeah, women are doing their thing. You know, this is not back in the days where, you know, they're just stay-at-home moms and they had to depend on their husband for land and houses and cars and all of the things. Um, You know, times are changing. And I feel like, although that is the case, I just feel like you shouldn't be getting married or shouldn't have any of these things if you're not mature enough to just be like, listen, yes, I'm making more of the money, but how can we come together to build a legacy. How are we building a legacy? Because regardless of who's putting the money into the pot, did you marry that person to build a legacy, something that you can leave behind for other people, something that you guys can live comfortably with now? Those are the questions. You know, yes, I, I get it. You know, women, we doing it. We making the money. We doing this thing. But there's something beyond my prestige of what I can do. So, yes, I know I can do it at any given time. If he leaves, something happens to him, I can do that. But I also want to know, are we building together? And if we're building together, we have to have that shown up real together conversation. Yeah. So, you know, I think you're saying it this way I would think it is, you know, you know, people oftentimes say buying a home is the biggest financial decision. I think getting married is like the biggest financial decision you're mm-hmm. ever going to make. And so those conversations about money, even though, and I know it's a little bit hard because when you're, you're 23 and you're <laughs> marrying someone who else is 23, trying to have these financial decisions where you're not really sure what that even means, what saving is. And I, I did attempt to try to have that conversation with my wife. I will tell you it was one of the best things that I did, even though we, I wasn't very clear. Uh, we made it clear that I was the financial leader in mm-hmm. my house. And then once I started becoming clear, and let me tell you, it wasn't easy. Uh, but you know, once you have decided that you are the financial leader, you have to act like one. And then it's ongoing conversations and reminder, you know, because I got called cheap plenty of times. I'm sure you have. Like I see it now. I see it now. I I can see it. Listen, my husband, we got a call. We got a call of the spade a spade. Like it is what it is. I don't know if it's cheap. So that's where it's like, am I cheap? Because in my head, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to protect the boat, right? Like I'm trying to keep the family afloat. 
I'm sitting here thinking about all the things that may happen, the mm-hmm. emergency, and you like, hey, you know, we need the couch for the living room. And I'm like, F that living room. And she's like looking at the leather couch and she's looking right. at this. Because when we have people over, we got to have a specific kind of couch. F that couch. They can sit on boxes. I, I didn't. <laughs> now, see, if you're doing it for other people, see, if I say I want my house to look a certain way because I want to come in there and I want to see it. Now, if I start telling my husband that I want something because somebody else, it's going to be immediately shut him down. He don't want to hear it. So I just learned. To change the word is your wife got to well, that no, but it's, it's, I, you say that but it still sounds the same to me oh it's for me really the couch is just for you huh but it is like, and i'm gonna sit real pretty on it too watch absolutely and i feel like toy just made a, a very valid point whereas and not only couples but only individuals also mm-hmm. buy things just to stunt or for what other people will say hence buying rims on your car <laughs> no one's really looking at you other people are looking at your rims you're not even looking at the rims you should but worry you know about what? The AC. You should be worried about the people that's looking at them rims. They gonna cost you more money in, in the long run anyway. So if you worrying about the the women or the whoever looking at your rims, if that's what you that's your thing, yeah. I promise you, you gonna end up. It'd have been better for you to get a wife that just loves Target than for you to be worrying about the wife that's looking at the rims. I promise you. Yeah. I promise. Amen. You. Amen. Amen. And I feel like the people that's also trying to do things to impress others are the quicker ones that's going to end up in the poorhouse. Hmm. I, I, I believe that. I really do. But again, these are conversations, like you said, Armand, we have to have them all the time. My husband and I have them all the time. Because even though we're in this place where we can go do the Usher experience, leading up to Usher, he was like, do you want that or do you want Usher? Like, he was really trying it. Like, everything was, do you want that or you want Usher? And I think parents do that. Parents do that as well as other people. That's, that's something that he was born with in the household because my mom was like, do you want to go to Disneyland or do you want these shoes? And I was like, can I wear these shoes in Disneyland? How about <laughs> yeah, I have a daughter that's my youngest is like that. How about that? She's like, that's your responsibility. I want the shoe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I've never been to Armand's house, and I would be sad if there's boxes to sit on. And if there's boxes to sit on, I would I will buy him a couch. I don't even believe that. I don't believe that. I believe his wife has that house the way she wants that house to be set. Because she wants why. it that way, not for what other people will do. She does, he, also, but he doesn't care. It's one and the same. Remember, it's one and the same for him. Yeah, it's one and the same. I don't care. If it, it, it's one and the same. Look, we're setting up a living room right now, right? I don't mm-hmm. care about this living room. And I'm actually today we're I am bringing it up all the time because right now, because of COVID, we don't allow people in this house. But she's buying stuff for a living room. I was like, when are we actually going to let people in this house? Why are we setting up this living room? For something that nobody's ever gonna sit in, but she's gonna, I'm gonna let people in the house. I'm gonna let people, you ain't gonna let nobody in the house. It's it don't you don't want that Rona. My husband would just set the budget and said, This is your budget, and right. you be this is what you work with. Well, you know that's what I do. So I'm 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 teasing mm-hmm. her. It's not even a real fight anymore. Like back in the day when we didn't have no money, it would have been a fight. It would have been a oh, yeah. serious fight. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, ha ha, you bought, you, chairs came in the other day, I unwrapped them, this, that, the other, put them in there. I'm sitting there like, ain't nobody ever gonna sit in. These gonna be brand new, 20 years It don't matter. Now. But see, that's the thing. In the beginning, the fights was real. Now, he just real. sets that budget. We don't have the money for this and ain't nobody gonna sit in this. Why are you buying this? But, where it's like, we can't really afford this. So <laughs> if you do that, 
how's the kids going to school? Because we can't do both. So yes, and then you're gonna end up calling me cheap down the line because you didn't spend well, all the money. And see, that was you might have earned that. I don't know. I don't know about your situation. No, you that's what we end up having. She was, she bought some stuff that we ain't got no money for, and then when something come up that we actually need, and I'm like, we ain't got the money for it. Oh, I'm oh, oh you just being cheap. No, we keep running the credit card. So. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's better to commingle your funds? A lot of people don't think they should commingle funds with your spouse. Um, the gears. You gotta think, whoa, whoa, you, you my thoughts. My thoughts. So let me just tell you. So growing up, my parents were, you know, I was always taught to like have that one, that one account. You just have one account because if you don't want this one account, then you just don't love your spouse. And this is not the ideal of marriage. And marriages together one you know different one times marriage. different times right you know back in the day so my back parents have been married you, for like when you, bought a, when, you, when you bought your wife with sheep and land <laughs> that was back <laughs> <in the day. laughs> right it was like one band one sound so it was no it was no thought process of having separate accounts yeah uh so that one beat one one band one sound thing was going down for real growing up however I do believe that you should have separated accounts. You really should. And I think that it's healthy for you to do that because when you want to go do something, you want to be able to swipe without saying, can you transfer? Can you send? Can I have? Can I do? I'm going to you my money. <laughs> like, it's just weird. So I think that, yes, you should have an account that you do pay your bills in and you should have stuff where you should have the, like, you want to go, Hang out with your boy. You shouldn't have your wife. Can you send me twenty dollars so I can buy a drink? Like that is ridiculous to me. I just I, that's not me. Absolutely. Again, everybody is different. I, I say that because there will be somebody that's going to watch this and be like, "I can't believe she said that." Listen, every marriage, whatever works for y'all, do. But I just believe that you should have some separated accounts. And I feel like if you are put on that type of uh, restrictions, that spouse knows something about you, and that's why you can't just say you can't just spend your money like that. And I think that's something that's learned at the very beginning of what kind of wedding you have. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, us men, we're not, you know, we're not bred at the very beginning of childhood. Like, oh, I'm going to have this grandiose Cinderella, Cinderella type of wedding. Right. We're thinking like, I'm going to have this gown. They know the dress. They say yes to the dress. We're thinking like, uh, I guess I'll get married. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have the conversation of, what type of wedding, how we're going to spend it is going to be destination or we're going to have fly people in. Like what we did for our, me and my wife, we was in Los Angeles. Most of our families in St. Louis, we're not going to be like, Hey, why don't y'all come to LA? No, we made it cheaper. We flew back to St. Louis, had a nice wedding. Mm -hmm. And then we flew to Jamaica. We saved the money and instead of having all the destination and all that extra stuff like this. And then the generate, my father and my mother, they've been together forever you know my mother passed away but they they got married in the backyard and they mm -hmm. built something they built something you know they built a, a legacy they have things that i've had and that i've gotten from them and they're passing more things on for it whereas in it wasn't all about the grandiose wedding so it was like i got a partner this is my person i found this person now let's go ahead and make things together instead of let's shoot all our money up Let's have this wedding because we want to show everybody what kind of wedding we're going. Because I've I've seen weddings where people have over 300, 500 guests. Why? Why? Because you got to pay for the meals. People sometimes don't show up. People oh. really give the gifts that you think you're going to get. So you got to ask yourself, are you more prepared for the wedding day than you are the marriage? 
So Amen. for us, we had the smallest wedding, but we had the best banging honeymoon. Um, we renewed our vows while we were in Vegas this, uh, this wow. trip. So, I mean, it just, you just got to ask that question. I know some couples, some of my friends, we traveled out the country for their wedding. And they didn't even make it to two years. Shut your face. <laughs> Y'all better stay. I got to get my money's worth. Y'all better stay together. <laughs> It just depends. Like, I think everybody is different and it's okay if you spend that type of money, if you got it. But I'm just going to say, I would suggest you not. I honestly, because you're paying for everybody else to have a date night on you. And again, people are not going to show up. It doesn't matter how you cut it. Somebody's going to not show. You got a lot of different moving parts to it. And I think a lot of times if you're more worrying about having a certain designer dress, but you're not worrying about, you know, when you come back from the honeymoon and your lights is off. Um, or you opening the envelopes. I've been to weddings where people were opening up the envelopes during the reception while everybody was still doing the electric slide to pay for the reception. That's when you know you're doing team too much. I've seen it with my own eyes. This ain't something I saw on TV, something I saw with my own eyes. And I was like, y'all doing too much. And they're not married now. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) I got to circle back. I got to circle back to and quantify what Toy said. She said it, you should have separate accounts for like spending money and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I will say it is bad. It's bad juju to have completely separate accounts. Nothing commingled together. Right. You should have at least one account that y'all commingle to pay bills, to invest. Y'all come together with your financial goals. Uh, you know, what we're, what we are putting together how we're splitting everything, the whole nine, you know, y'all figure that out. Because at the end of the day, like it, it'd be nuts right now if I told my wife, I'm retired. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> ah! <laughs> hey, hey, when you gonna come you up with retire, but it won't be the way you thought you was retiring. It won't be that way. <laughs> so, I think, I think Allegedly. You, I think you put the nail in the coffin. When you before you say you I do with somebody, you need to find out are we saying, are we gonna worry about the wedding? Or we're gonna worry about the marriage, and that's something that's, that's huge. That's, that's huge. That's the hugest. That's the biggest thing before before we even talk about accounts, because we're going to be separated if we don't even came and come to grips and come to terms of what we're doing here. Tori, thank you so much. We can have this conversation for so long. And uh, is there anything you want to uh, plug? Any uh, handles? You got anything? That people, how people can reach you? How can people get to get all the point? All right. Well, I have a website for my blog. It's toy time, T O I T I M E dot org. Um, follow me on all the social medias, literally all of them Pinterest, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as toy time blog, all one word. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm somewhere on all of those channels. Trust me. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Guys, if you like what you like the show, you like to hear what you like, what you heard. Tune in next week. We'll be talking more about finances. And you can find me at Schnooks or Ralph's uh, at the Real Mike Jones uh, on IG. And you can find my man Armand at uh, the Financial Effect and CruelFinancial.com. And follow me on Facebook or whatever the case may be Instagram, the whole nine. Thanks again for listening to Money is Money. Take care, Music by Stream Beats. Universe Media Mastering. Your audio more listenable.